evening. If you will, let's uh, turn our Bibles to John 14. John 14. This is a pretty well-known passage of Scripture, and I hope you'll see it with fresh eyes with me. This is real important. Uh, <clears throat> if I bought you a house, and I said, sit down, I'm going to tell you about the house, would you listen to me? Would you want to know something about that house? What if you'd done something bad? And I went to the courthouse and I said, I took care of it. You said, well, what'd you do? I said, I took care of it. Yeah, well, I want to know why you took care of it, how you took care of it. <laughs> Is that important to you? It's important to us, isn't it? John 14. Well, let's look back in chapter 13, verse 36. John 13, 36. Lord just gave the command to love one another as I've loved you. And Peter said to him there in John 13, 36, Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither thou goest? Jesus answered him, Whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why can I follow thee? I'll lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus answered, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Let not your heart be troubled. That's you. <laughs> He's still talking to me. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Boy, this is important. I mean, this is really is. You ever heard this? Have you ever read this? A lot of people on the streets can quote this, can't they? This is this means something, Bob. This is good. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Whether I go, ye know, and the way. Ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. I don't, what are you talking about? And how can we know the way? If we don't know where you're going, how can I know the way to get there? That's a good question. Would you ask that question? I would. <laughs> Hold on now, where are you going? I need a map. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He just asked him the way, didn't he? He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. And he said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Now, if I was Thomas, I said, I didn't even bring up the Father. What are you talking about? <laughs> he didn't understand, doesn't have a grasp on him. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. These here, it begins in verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. They were troubled. These disciples were troubled in heart. Why were they? They thought what was going to take place is that the Lord was going to come. They knew he was the Christ. They knew he was God in human flesh. They knew he was the Lord. But they thought he was going to go set up an earthly kingdom. They going to get rid of them Romans and get, get back to living the good life. And I might be a little higher on the pecking order. And then he said, I got to die. I'm going to go to the Father. 
And you you can't come. You can't do go where I got to go. I'm going to have to go to that cross. You can't do that. I'm going to have to bear your punishment. You can't do that. I can't. And then I'm going to sin. And I got to go. He said another place in Scripture, he said, if I don't go, the Holy Ghost ain't going to come. I have to. Why, if he didn't leave, why wouldn't the Holy Ghost come? There ain't no good news to tell. Right? You can't tell what's been finished. Well, if we get a hold of that. You hear what I just said? That's deep. That's what he that comes to tell us of a finished work. Mankind, natural man, don't know nothing about that. It's what to do. He said, if I got to leave, I'll send a comforter. And he's going to comfort you by saying it's done. <laughs> Your sin, yeah, he's righteousness. It's done. That work's done. They believed on the Lord, but they didn't grasp on what's going on. They didn't know why I was leaving. He said, y'all, every one of y'all is going to deny me, and the sheep's going to be scattered, and don't you worry. If I go prepare a place for you, I'll come back and get you, and I'm going to do it. You believe me. You just keep believing me. But they had heart trouble, heart trouble. They believed the Lord, and their heart was still troubled. I've had people tell me, Kevin, that can't happen. Uh, well, you better throw away a lot of the scriptures, shouldn't it? Happened to these fellas. That's happened to me. It happened to you. It happened to Job. Job didn't have a good handle on everything, did he? He believed God, but he didn't comprehend what the Lord was doing. Everything was going great. He was a successful man, had well-behaved children that had their own houses, and they were celebrating birthday parties together. He went and made sacrifices for them. Whirlwind come. Tornado came. Kids gone. Land taken. Cattle killed. Stolen. Servants, you think how long he was with them servants? Probably their whole life. They was born in his house. He's not, I watched you grow up. You're 32 years old now. Well, you got kids. <laughs> I like your children. Dead. Imagine 90% of the people you know on this earth getting wiped out of it. You think he understood that? You think he was, he was troubled, wasn't he? Said so Job arose and he rent his mantle and shaved his head and he fell upon the ground. That's troubled. Tear your clothes off. Just, ha! Ah! Shave your head. Cover yourself with sackcloth. Hit the ground. Get down low. And he worshiped God. He believed God. He knew God to worship him. If somebody, you can't, somebody don't know God can't worship him. He knew God. He worshiped him. He said, naked came out of my mother's womb. Naked child returned there. That's true. I know, Lord. I know. The Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's rough when I'm in yours. I mean, you want to tear your clothes off and shave your head and just put your face down in the dirt. And you said, Lord, I know this is for my good. I know it's for your glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. A child of God will say that. And let me tell you something. There's some snot involved. There's some torn clothes involved. There's trouble. There's heart trouble. Their hearts were troubled. They didn't have a grasp of what was taking place. They didn't understand. That, you know, we have to walk by faith, don't we? I can see, if I take these glasses off, I can see from here to the door. I can't see 2,000 years down the road. I know what the Lord's going to do, but I don't know how he's going to do it. I can't see 2,000 years ago when he hung on me. I can't see 4,000 years ago. I can't see eternity past and the counsels of God. Can you see? I can't see those things. I don't have a good good grasp. I see through a glass darkly. I know him. 
<laughs> now, I believe him. They believed him, but they had heart trouble. They had heart trouble. Later on, Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That ain't good little Christian Job. That's God speaking. <laughs> That's a new creation in him. These disciples were troubled. He speaks to him. He says, let not your heart be troubled. It was. That's why I said it. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. He says, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I'd have told you. He's going to the Father. And in his Father's house, there's many mansions, many mansions. People get so worried right there. People are so bound up. They can't get beyond that. There's mansions. <laughs> and they're working so hard for mansions, ain't they? They're working so hard for mansions on this earth. You want a nice house? Well, if, if, if old Joe down the street's got a nice house, and I want me a nice house. Well, what time's he wake up? He wakes up at 5. I'll wake up at 445. <laughs> I'm going to get up a little bit early. I'm going to stay at work a little bit longer. Get me a nice place, too. Get air conditioner. We're working for those things carnally in this world. People want nice things. Natural man is working spiritually for a mansion. They're trying their best to build a house in a place they don't even know where it is. They hear those things. Paul said this. He said, no other foundation can a man lay than which is laid, and that's Christ Jesus. He said, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones. Can you make gold, silver, precious stones? You can't. You can find them. <laughs> they can be revealed to you. You can't make those things, can you? And he said, wood, hay, and stubble. Can you have a hand and grow in wood, hay, and stubble? You sure can. Cain grew vegetables, didn't he? You got a hand in it? Every man's work shall be made manifest. What are those people that say, this is yours, Lord? <laughs> Anything sweet and precious and long-lasting we have on top of Christ, built on him as the foundation, that's his doing too. That's his too. Those mansions, the literal translation is a dwelling place, a residence, a bow. It's a place to live. Not something fancy. It says, in the Father's house, there's a lot of rooms. What's he telling them? There's enough places to house the sands of the sea. <laughs> My people that's greater than the sands of the sea, than the stars of heaven, them children of Abraham. We got room for them, don't you worry. You ain't going to get left out, is what he's saying. Don't be in a rush to get there. Your place is secure. There's many mansions. But the master goes on. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. I go to prepare a place. That's important. That's important. We have a place in our natural state. We have a place playing religion. We have a place living like every other heathen in this world. Born of Adam, we have a natural place. Born of that first Adam. You know what that place is? Where Judas went. They prayed and said, Lord, thou which knowest the hearts of all, show us these two which thou hast chosen. That's trying to find somebody to replace Judas. They're in Acts 1. That they may take part of this ministry and this apostleship from which Judas had by transgression failed that he might go into his own place. He went to his own place. We have a place already hatched out for us. Born of Adam. Born of Adam. Remember Laban? So envious and so jealous, so conniving and just covetous. 
Well, no, I'm just in the sheep raising business. You're covetous. <laughs> You're trying to get everything you could. Give me the speckled ones. I want the spotted ones. I want the ring straight. We'll do it now. And then he chased, he pursued him. He said, you know who I am? It's in my power to kill you, Jacob. That's what we just looked at, wasn't it? That was sorted. That was taken care of, wasn't it? And it said, early in the morning, Laban rose up and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. And Laban departed and returned to his own place. Balaam rose up in Numbers 24 and went and returned to his place. Job's friends, those three miserable comforters, they heard all that evil had come on him, all the things that happened, and they came everyone from their own place. You could tell it too, couldn't you? What'd you do? What'd you do to yourself, Job? That's from a place of man. It's from an evil place. That the average person thinks that this earthly carpenter, Jesus, is going to go to heaven and going to build a subdivision and that he's going to pave the streets of gold and he's going to fashion all the chandeliers out of diamonds and he's going to hang gates and fences out of precious stones. No. No. The preparation of this place. He already spoke about mansions, didn't he? Why did he delineate between the two things, mansions and a place? You want the mansion or you want the front yard? <laughs> this is important. The preparation of this place. This is the place of acceptance in the sight of the almighty God of heaven and earth. I'm preparing you a place. I'm preparing you a place of acceptance with the God you offended. Now that's a place. That ain't a parking spot. That's a place, isn't it? To prepare this place, this acceptance, it took the, the Lord's obedience. Lord Jesus Christ's obedience. By one man's disobedience, I was made sin. I fell in Adam. And by the obedience of another, I was made righteous. We'll take his obedience. He's made a place of acceptance, a place of righteousness, a place of holiness, a place of glory, a place of eternal rest in the presence of God. By his obedience, by his death, by his resurrection, by his intercession, he prepared a place for those sinners he came to die for. He prepared a place for those sheep he came and willingly laid down his life for. By nature, we have no place but hell. This place prepared by the Holy One of Israel. It's the place in God's favor. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. This place for you God's favorable to you there. <laughs> when we fail, we fail out of favor with God. All mankind just walks around with bumper stickers and it just, God loves everybody. Well, he's just a happy old grandpa with a big white beard and just sweet. And you, he'll just say you're sorry. He'll be all right. We fail out of favor with God. We're in a mess. Outside of Christ, he's angry with the wicked every day, isn't he? We're not born in God's favor. We're born in trespasses and in sins. That's how we were conceived. That's how we come out of the womb. We were shaping in iniquity. Wasn't it? It says in verse 3, If I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Verse 4, Whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Do you know where he's going? I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> I can't tell you what it's like. I can tell you what it ain't like. Ain't no sin there. He's there. 
I'm going to be made like him. I'm going to see him as he is face to face. I know that. How are we going to get there? Do you know the way? I heard a man today. Somebody's bragging on him. Say, oh, he's just such a warrior for God. He'll just sit down and tell people the way to go to heaven. He'll explain it to them, how they can get there. It's a person. He said, you know, you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how, how can we know the way? <laughs> he only brought up the need of the way. He knew that, didn't he? I know I need you to tell me. Talk to me about these things. Explain this. I always loved that. Lord gave parables, and he said, if you got ears to hear, hear. And then the disciples come to him and say, Lord, what that mean? He said, sit down, I'll tell you about it. That's the difference between uh, somebody that's outside of Christ and sonship. Isn't it? Thomas said, what are you talking about? And he saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So this is saying the road man. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. And no man come to the Father. That's where we're going to end up, with the Father. But by me. I want to look at these three things. When the Lord went to prepare a place for us, and you know the way, and you know what it is, and he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Boy, what he's telling them. I just, just meant, I mean, he's away, and well, I ain't going to die now. Woo! <laughs> Dodged hell on that one. Oh, no, this is an eternal covenant being fulfilled right in front of their eyes. This is deep. Turn over to Genesis chapter 2. I want to look at these three things, the way, the truth, the life, but I want to look at them backwards. Okay? That's how we get to it, a lot of things, isn't it? We always come to things backwards. I learn things backwards sometimes. I want to look at these backwards. Here's what the Lord's going to do for us and what, what he is to us. Genesis 2. The Lord goes to prepare a place for us, and we have our own place. Just like Judas. Just like all those outside of Christ. We have hell for our place. Now he goes to prepare a place for us. And he's the way, he's the truth, and the life. And he's got to do something for us, for his people, because we lost a lot in the garden. In Adam. And if you're wrong on the fall, you're wrong on it all. In Adam, we lost a lot of things. But three things stand out to me. What's the first thing we lost? We lost spiritual life. We're breathing. But we lost spiritual life in, in Adam. Look here in Genesis 2, verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, Thou shalt surely die. As soon as you eat of that, you're going to die, Adam. You're going to die. But Adam took a bite of that fruit, and he didn't die for another 700 years, did he? <laughs> we lost a lot. It was spiritual death whenever he bit that. Paul tells us in Colossians 2, he said, You being dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, has he quickened together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses. Adam was dead right then. He needed a covering. He was naked. We died right then. We fell from favor of God. We, we earned a different place. <laughs> we merited another place, not the place of acceptance. 
place of punishment, of condemnation, right then. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. We've been made alive. Christ said, I'm the life. <laughs> He's made us alive. He's quickened us. We were dead. We lost our life, our spiritual life. He said, the thief cometh, but for to steal and to kill and destroy, I'm come that they might have life, and they might have life more abundantly. You th think about it and color all the coloring books you want of that Garden of Eden. Glory's going to be better than that. Adam and Eve were morally innocent. We're made holy. The ability to sin is not there. That's unbelievable. And with the one that redeemed us, all the love performed from, from, from eternity, and get to see him. Oh, it's going to be something. He's the life. We didn't have no life. That place he's going to prepare, well, we're going to have to have life, ain't we? What about truth? He said, I'm the truth. Look down in chapter 3, verse 1. Genesis 3, verse 1. We lost our truth in that garden, too. Genesis 3, 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye should not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. He didn't say that. He said, Don't eat it. When you eat it, you die. And she said, Don't touch it. She's adding to the Lord's word, isn't she? She wasn't around when that covenant was made. She hadn't come out of his side yet. And the serpent said unto woman, Ye shall not surely die. He told her part truth. Physically, you ain't going to die. You're going to keep on breathing and sleeping and eating and giving him marriage and taking him marriage and building buildings. and Ain't nothing going to change. For God doth know that in the day ye eat of your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as God's knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, so now, I, now that I looked again at it, <laughs> and it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. You know, it was impressed on me. Before this, a lie had never been told. He lied to me. What's that? I never heard no thing called a lie. There's no such thing. A lie had never been told. It wasn't that Eve believed a lie, though she did in action, didn't she? She believed the serpent over the word of the Lord. Verse 17 says Adam is getting this because he hearkened to the voice of his wife. You believed your wife more than me. Verse 7. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. They'd never been guilt on this earth. Now he's guilty. They'd never been shame on this earth. Now he's covering his, his nakedness. There was never no, any such thing as nakedness. There was nothing to be ashamed of. God made me. I'm perfect. <laughs> if he wanted something on me, he'd put it on me. Oh, me. They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said, 
Where art thou? And he said, I heard the voice in the garden. I was afraid. There'd never been fear. Because I was naked and I hid myself. You know, all these things, the guilt, shame, the fear, where'd that come from? From lies. The truth is I'm made exactly the way the Lord wants me. The truth is I have nothing to fear. He's holy and right and good. Something's happened. You see that? There was truth. <laughs> now there's no truth. Adam's lost truth. And he said there in verse 11, Who told you you was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Where have I commanded thee I should not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me the tree and I did eat. It's her fault. She did it. But you gave her to me. It's your fault. Is that true? Truth's gone. Truth's gone. No truth in him. What's in him now? Blame. Deceit, self-promotion, casting blame on others. Now he's charging God foolishly. This is your fault. This is your fault. Remember the Lord gave and the Lord took away from Job. And he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. And it said, in all this, Job sinned not nor charged God foolishly. Adam's somebody else, isn't he? You ever charged God foolishly? Why me? No! <laughs> No! You know what just happened? No! The Lord did it, didn't he? Why would we charge him foolishly? David said, The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born speaking lies. From a lack of truth, every offspring of Adam, they lie. Babies cry when they don't need change. They, they cry when they ain't hungry. They just cry to lie to you until you come pick them up. I was talking to a dear, sweet friend of mine this week. And she's telling me years ago, Miss Davis there in Louisa, Kentucky, if she hears this, she might get embarrassed. She'll be all right. Sweet lady. I've known her a long time. And she said, you know, it was about 20-some years ago. I was over at her house for Christmas. And she said, little did I know, she said, I was entertaining a gospel preacher. And I said, no, you was entertaining a heathen, what you was entertaining. <laughs> she said, that's what my parents, my mom used to call me. I said, mine too. Mom said, you heathens get in here. We used to have biblical language in this nation, didn't we? It's what we are, it's true. There's a way which seems right unto man. There's a way that we think our truth, my truth, that's so prevalent in this day, isn't it? What's your truth? Don't matter what your truth is. What's his? He says it's true. The way it seems right unto man, but the end thereof, those ways are death. But God. We're clean, God. We lost our life, our spiritual life, when we think we're alive because we walk around breathing air. We're conscious. We lost the truth. We think everything we say is true. If y'all just get on board with me, this place will be fine. We've abandoned everything God says. Throw it in the garbage. We're in a sorry state, ain't we? We got a place reserved for us. But God, but God, James said of his own will, just because he wanted to, because <laughs> it made him happy. He, he wanted to do it, and he's going to do it. Of his own will begat he us in the word of truth. If you have life in you, it's true. It's his will, and it's a word of truth. Lord prayed to the Father in that high priestly prayer, and he said, there are not of this world, even as I'm not of this world. He said, sanctify them. We've been begotten of the Father in truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Make them holy. 
Why? Because thy word's true. Because thy word's true. The Lord, God's, his words are true. Everything we read, everything he's ever said, it's true because he says it. That's why. He doesn't just say what is true. <laughs> if he says it, that makes it true. That's what it does. But we're given life by that word of truth. You are sanctified by the word of truth. What's the word of truth? Who's the word of truth? Who's his word that is true? He said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. Didn't he? He's the word. He's the word of truth. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. He's the life. And the life was the light of men. And the light, the light's truth, isn't it? You can close your eyes. How many chairs in this room? I don't know. You open your eyes. There's light now. How many chairs in the room? I can truthfully tell you how many chairs in this room. I can count. The light, truth, Christ, it shineth in darkness, and the darkness can comprehend it not. Truth walked this earth. They didn't pay a lick of attention to him. They killed him. Get this fella out of here. We can get back to business as usual. Man, you're ruining my evening. Hurry up. Sabbath's coming up. I got a timer set on the TV. I'm watching the football game. Christ the truth. He is the life. Christ is the truth. And Christ is the way. Did you catch those definite articles? You notice that? On every one of these. He's not a life. He's the life. He's not a truth. He's the truth. And he's not a way or a better way or he's going to show you a way. He is the way. The way. Verse 17, Genesis three seventeen, And unto Adam, he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, thou hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns and thistles shall come be bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat thy bread. And thou, <clears throat> till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and to dust thou shalt return. The Lord made them coats of skin after this. He exposed the sin. Now in verse 23, Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man. Well, he knows which way it is. It's right there. I just come from there. I know where it is. And he placed to the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Go back to that tree of life. Get a hold of it. Take you by it. You can't. You're spiritually dead. You don't understand anything. You have no truth in you. And you don't know the way. That way's shut down. That way's turned off. There's, there's so, we have little understanding in this nation of finality. Sometimes you break something and and you can't unbreak it. Sometimes you do something you can't undo it. We died in that garden. We we lost all understanding in that garden, and we can't get back to the garden. That's where God is. That place we ain't welcome. We've lost favor. You see that? He said, I go prepare a place for you. 
He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Isn't he? But he's the way. In Numbers 22, it says, God anger, God's anger was kindled because he went, and the angel of the Lord stood upon in the way for the adversary against him. And he was riding upon his ass, and the two servants were with him. And the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand. So Balaam was riding his ass. And the ass turned aside out of the way and went into the field, and Balaam smote the ass and turned her into the ways. Get back in there. We're going. And the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyards and a wall on each side, and the walls shrunk in. Every time he tried to get in there, it, you're just getting in a tighter corridor with that sword. That way's cut off from us. We don't have a way. Man can't do it. You can't ride enough horses there. Turn over to Zechariah 13. How are we going to get there? <laughs> We're dead. We don't know nothing, and we can't get home. How are we going to get there? We don't know the way. We can't get there ourselves. Zechariah, if you go to Matthew, go backwards two books. Zechariah, Malachi, Matthew. Zechariah 13. Zechariah 13, 7. It says, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts, smite the shepherd. He said, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. I'm going to lay down my life. I'm the shepherd. I'm gonna lay, a good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And that sword that you can't deal with, you can't get there. You're dead. I'm life. You don't know nothing. I am truth. You can't get there. I'm the way. Against my shepherd and against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts, smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. Didn't he say, y'all going to deny me, and you're going to be scattered, but I'll come back and get you. I'll round you back. <laughs> smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered, and I will turn my hand upon the little ones. When he's smitten, I'll go to the little ones. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts there shall be cut off and die, and the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire. It's going to burn. We have some hot times. And we'll refine them as silver is refined. I'm going to consume all your dross through the fiery trials. And I will try them as gold is tried. And they shall call on my name. If you won the lottery and you just you got a brand new Porsche and everything's going great, you just had a grandbaby and and just everything's wonderful, man. I just inherited a house. And you call on the Lord, you cry unto the Lord. Then no, you don't. Whenever you go through them trials, you do. You like just gold, just getting heated up, and you know it's good for you, and you know everything is just around you is crashing and burning, and you know it's for your good, and you say, "Blessed be the name of the Lord," because He made you bow. Then you cry on him. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. <laughs> I cried on the Lord, and he heard. That's it. That's all David talked about, wasn't it? Well, what'd you say? It don't matter. He heard me. <laughs> if he hears, that's it. That's all I need. And I will say, it's my people, and they shall say, the Lord is my God. I cried, he heard me, and he said, you're mine. You're mine. And I, you're my God. <laughs> My Lord and my God. 
What's Thomas going to say at the end of this? My Lord and my God. Isn't it? Is this just Old Testament stuff? Or is this new? That's the scriptures being fulfilled in there. He said, I go prepare a place for you. And I'm going to come back and get you. Look back in our text, John 14. You know, a way, Christ said he's the way. If there is a way, this might seem elementary, it's from some place to another place. Is that right? If there's a way, repentance is the, the pilgrim of the mind, from the mind of the flesh to the mind of Christ, right? There's a beginning, a continuance, and a culmination. If there's a way, you're going from some place to another place. So if Christ is the way, where we come from and to? We went from death to life. We went from lie, speaking lies to speaking truth because now we know him, didn't we? We went from guilt and shame to being glorified. We went from being dark and vile to being holy and unreprovable before him in love. He's the way. He's the way. John 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You tried in those fires of the gold, and you tried like silver's refined, and boy, put us in the fire, didn't he? And he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I'd have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, acceptance, the Father for you. And if I go to prepare that place for you, it's coming at a pretty penny. If I shed my blood, and I bear that wrath, and I rise again, I will come again and receive you unto myself. We're received in the beloved, aren't we? That where I am, you may be also. Salvation is a vital, personal union with the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't say, there's the way, go do it. He didn't show him a way. He's the way. And it's not just knowing about him. It's a vital union with him is life. And that's the truth. Everything else is a lie or pretend or religion. And he's the way, the only way. And he said, where I am, that's where you're going to be also. Where is he? At the right hand of the Father. What's the right hand of a king? That's the place of acceptance. You don't just mosey in there. That's the place of love. That's the place of favor, isn't it? And he said, "That's where." He, where's he at now? Right there. That's where you are right now. When, we, when we're there, we'll, we'll realize we've been there all along because we're one with him. We're one with him. I have my representatives in this earth, in this town. Do you know that? Go read that school board down there at the middle school. <laughs> Pick up local paper. Uh, I'm down there on the board because he's down there on the board. And student of the month is going to do well, isn't it? We are with him. He says, verse 4, and whether I go... You know, you know where I'm going, and you know the way. You know these things. We, we've been taught these things. What a, what a precious. What's worth more than that? I want to hear about that, don't you? And you know what's going to happen? I'm going to forget. And I'm going to be so down and so low, and I said, there's no way I'm a child of God. And we're just like Thomas. And he says, Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. How can we know the way? I forgot. <laughs> or whatever, right? You got to teach me. 
Teach me something, Lord. I'm a little child. I forget things. You have to tell me one more time. How many times do you have to tell your children to shut the door? Teach me. And he says in him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm everything you lost in that garden. That's me. And I'm going to prepare a place for you of acceptance in me. No man cometh unto the Father. That's what he's talking about. But by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. God's looking in the eye, Thomas. <laughs> I'm right here with you. I'll never leave you forsake me. What does he tell them? You keep looking to me. You keep looking to me. What are they about going to, within 24 hours, what are they going to see him? High and lifted up. They're going to see him on Calvary's cross, ain't they? Look to him. Look to him. After that, where's it going to be? On his throne on high, interceding for us. That's where he is now. Look to him. Take your burden to the Lord. Well, you're going to have to see him on his throne. Does that make a burden go away? He sent the trial. He sent the fire, didn't he, to refine us. Look to him. Look to him. Now, what else do we look to him? God's people look for his coming. They ain't scared to death of his coming. That's what the heathen does. Oh, don't come. We don't want to see him. We want to see him. We want him to come. They don't, we don't hide underneath the mountains for them to fall on us. We try to get these rocks out the way. We'll be on Mount Zion. Look for his coming. Look to him. Going to that cross. Living for us. Dying for us. Interceding for us. And boy, we look for his coming. They know it's soon. It's soon. It won't be long now. Jared's going to graduate high school here in 12 weeks. And I was thinking, it's been 25 years since I graduated high school. I know that's the old of some of y'all's shoes, but to me, that's a long time. <laughs> that's over half my life. You know how fast that was? That fast. They ain't a believer that ever lived that didn't think the Lord's coming. Eve did. She's wrong. She said, this is it. Here's the man. I think he's coming. Why? Because I want him to. Do you want him to? And if he don't come to me, that's fine. I'll go to him. <laughs> he'll he'll receive me. He'll bring me on it. Well, I hope that's a blessing to you. I hope we learned something. Brother Mike.